You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. Welcome to episode four of Voice Junkie. This is your host, Charles West. Man, it's been a crazy week for me. Um, been uh, trying to do a lot of things so I can get to talk back to you guys, the ones, the supporters that uh, believe in the show, the very few of you, probably the the couple handful of you. But anyway, I want to get into a whole bunch of stories. Why waste time? Let's get into the whole Chris Brown situation that happened earlier this week when an accuser by the name of, uh, what? A, let me get her fucking name again. It's hard to even pronounce it. Bailey Curran. Now, supposedly this chick is a washed-up model or something. I don't know. I never heard of her until this story came out. Turns out, Chris Brown was being accused of going ape shit crazy, pulling out a gun out on her, on her at one of his little gatherings at his house. Now, supposedly, according to Bailey, it was over a piece of jewelry that he got wind of from someone else that she was admiring. So, according to her, he went apeshit over that and pulled out a gun on her. So, of course, since he's Chris Brown, cops swarm his house within an, an hour or two. I don't know how much time it was, but it wasn't it wasn't that long. They swarm his house, SWAT team, the whole nine yards. And Chris, during all this time of being, you know, SWAT team the fuck out on his property, was documented to get to his uh, IG followers, that's Instagram, and, and, and the whole situation, the whole time it was happening. So, of course, the media comes up with all the bullshit, runs with this narrative that Chris Brown is barricading himself in his own home. First of all, the guy lives in a palace. He's not barricading himself. You know, he's not barricading himself. If, 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 if he did something really wrong and the cops wanted to get up in there, they would get up in there at will. So he, he made that known while he was uh, recording the whole event, saying, look, I'm not barricading myself in here. They're going to have to get a warrant, which is right. It's his obligation to say, look, I'm not letting you guys in right away because you got some somebody telling you that something happened that I did that I'm telling you that I didn't do. So until you find a warrant. By all means, you can come in once you have that warrant. But if you don't have that warrant, you are not, I am not obligated to let you in right away. So he went through this whole process and so forth. So, you know, turns out he gets arrested. Just trying to fast forward through the whole process. He gets arrested. Of course, his bond is ridiculously high. It's $250,000. He didn't kill nobody, but his bond is two hundred fifty k. That's a whole nother story. We know how that is when it comes to a different color skin. But anyway, he gets a high bond of 250K. Then, while he gets arrested, the chick, the accuser, goes through the whole process of going on TMZ. She's taking interviews on ABC. All, all these different media outlets about her quote-unquote uh, violent experience. Now, stories start coming out. Chris Brown's lawyer gets involved, says that, hey, 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 hey. This is a fabricated story by the accuser. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of the quotes here. I got this. This is an ABC News 
article that I have pulled up right now in front of me. He goes to saying, hey, uh, basically, let me see here. Let me read here. Um, uh, he said that one of the things he says is nothing was found that corroborated her statements. They were basically looking for a specific type of jewelry that was not found. So the jewelry that it was supposedly over, the jewelry that supposedly just made Chris Brown go ape shit wasn't around. Point number two. Point number two. He goes into saying there was no gun or guns found in that house whatsoever. There were no drugs that I'm aware of that were found in that house whatsoever. So all of these things that she associated her original story with, the cops didn't find. So then it later comes out that she could be a, a, a suspect in some... I don't know, some larceny thing, some some robbery type of thing up in another hotel. So this chick has some really, really shady shit going on. And then there's a rumor saying that she set this whole thing up to teach him a lesson. Because guess what? She's good friends with Chris Brown's baby mother. So through all of this, Chris Brown had to go through this whole, you know, smearing thing again through the media because, hey, he's Chris Brown. Why not smear him? And on top of that, he lose he lost eight hundred thousand dollar advance from Apple sponsorship. Then he proceeded to lose two hundred and fifty thousand because he had to, you know, bond himself out of jail over over potentially false allegations. So we're already over a million dollars. Not to mention whatever else he lost. I heard, you know, there's another story saying that Fifty Cent had tried to get him on. Uh, he had talked to stars to try to get Chris Brown on uh, the show that he executive produces called Power. HB, uh, stars naturally pulled out because of his quote-unquote anger issues. So who knows how much money he was going to make through any type of cameo that would have potentially came about through the show Power. Who knows? But all together, far as what we know on the surface, this young man has lost over a million dollars. Over false, uh, potentially false allegations. So if this turns out to be something that this young lady invented out of her weird, warped mind for vengeance, who in the fuck is going to play Chris Brown all this money? Who is on the hook for all of this money that he lost over, over, you know, potentially false allegations? Who? All the, the, the smearing in the media, because they love smearing Chris Brown. That's what they love doing best. Chris Brown's the bad guy. He's this, he's that, yada, yada, yada. Who's going to pay for all of that damage? She can't pay it because she ain't got no fucking money. You know? LAPD or the, the, the justice system in LA, they're probably not going to give him his $250,000 bond money back. So then what? I mean, maybe maybe he could go after Apple for wrongful termination. Maybe he can get some type of clear uh, remedy towards that. But right now, as we sit here, he is over a million dollars in losses over just a fabricated story. What potentially seems to be a fabricated story. So, you know, again, 
I sympathize, but I don't sympathize because at the same rate, Chris Brown at this time in his life of everything he has gone through. I mean, I remember when the whole Rihanna thing first happened. I, you know, I live over here in Connecticut. I remember the whole thing first happened. I had I heard radio personalities literally come on air and just flat out say, I'm not playing his records. I ain't playing his records. Now, I don't know if that is that they are legally able to do that, because there is a lot of musicians in the world that did some horrible things. And I'm sure their records were played when they did the horrible things that they did. So the fact that Chris Brown had that kind of treatment, that kind of heat from what he did to Rihanna was telling. So, you know, at the same rate, Chris Brown has to know better, man. You you. This ain't your, you know, you're not fresh around the block. This is not your first, you know, time uh, being uh, associated with any type of nefarious, you know, allegations or whatever the case may be. You should know better than this. You should know better uh, at this point. You can't get yourself in these type of situations because there's different rules for you. Somebody in his camp... I don't know who's in this camp. I don't know what the case may be, but people need to really, really reach this brother and say, look, man, you different. You, the, the rules for you is a lot different than the rules for me and everybody else. So you need to do things a lot differently than everybody else. So that's what I think about the whole Chris Brown situation. Hopefully some clarity can come out of this. Hopefully, uh, you know, justice can actually be served. And hopefully this brother can get on back to doing great things because, I mean, he's a hell of a talent. Whether you you love him or hate him, the guy is just uh, one talented species. So anyway, now I want to get to my other story. I want to get to uh, my other point of view as far as Twitter. Uh, it was a story out of uh, – actually, no, it was the study out of um, Georgetown University that basically uh, – told a story about how Twitter and its stance to make to clean up its uh, form to clean up its platform from the racists and from the you know terrorist organizations etc the negativities of uh, of Twitter um, this is what they stated last year but anyway uh, the Georgetown University um, indicated that Twitter has, you know, really basically gone to war with ISIS and the, you know, terrorist organization has been uh, getting a lot of their accounts closed. So a lot of supporters of the terrorist organization who are on Twitter, you know, have been seeing their pages ceased by Twitter or just straight expunged and, and at a rapid rate, which is great. Look, we don't want ter- we don't want potentially terrorists, uh, uh, potential terrorists, trying to rally up troops on a social media network. Just you know, free, you know, just 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 willy nilly, free to do as they please. We don't want that. Of course, we don't want that. But if you're gonna, if you're Twitter and you're gonna force those types of uh, stringent policies and make those active social stances, then you need to be indiscriminate. Now, that leads to my other point as far as the George Washington University study. They said 
although Twitter has been active in pursuing uh, ridding their network of ISIS recruiters, ISIS supporters, etc. In the meantime, however, white supremacy has surged up 600% in the, within the past few years. 600% white supremacy has, has right supremacist organizations, uh, supporters have skyrocketed. What is Twitter doing about that, you say? What is Twitter doing about that, you ask? Let me sip a beer, uh, sip some of my stout here while you think about that and ponder that. You said no, right? Yes, they're not doing a goddamn thing about the white supremacists. Nothing. And is that surprising, really, to me as a, as, a, as a black man in America? No, it's not. Because for so long, we, the media, the, the, the power structure of this country have turned a blind eye to white supremacy, to, you know, fundam Christian fundamentalist uh, terrorism. You've seen that with Dylan Roof down in South Carolina. He's basically a right wing fundamentalist who was racist. They went out of their way to basically say, oh, you know, he's a he's a he's a lone wolf. This is what they always say, whether it's that nut job that shot up the, the you know, abortion clinic, they call it, which is a Planned Parenthood. Whether it's a guy like that who said Jesus told him to do it or whatever the case may be. He, no, 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 no. He's a lone wolf. He's he's mentally damaged. But they never utter the words terrorism. Let's keep it real. White supremacy is very dangerous. A lot of right-wing terrorist acts. We have more right-wing ter ter terrorism in this country than we do uh, radical Islam. A lot of people don't know that. And, 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 and the, for the people that do know uh, and, and are outspoken about it, the people you know that are trying to protect that image try to sweep it under the rug. They want to sweep it under the rug. No, no, no. Let's not talk about white supremacy. Oh, no, no. That's not happening. No, what are you talking about? This is Barack Obama's the president. Everything is, you know, fine and dandies. Roses. Everybody's smelling roses. Everything is so, so perfect. No, it's not. Why the fuck is white supremacy support up 600%? That's because there's a lot of foul shit still on the underbelly of this country. And if Twitter was really, really, really honest and serious about cleaning up their network, because they do need to clean up that network, it's a lot of hateful pieces of shit that are on Twitter. I love Twitter. It's my favorite social network. But I got to call it for what it is. It's a lot of racists, a lot of bigots that are on that social network who can hide behind amenity with the little egg logo instead of putting a real picture of themselves and their real name on there so they can put their name and picture on all the hate spewed out of their fucking mouths. No, you know, you know, so that's my issue with Twitter. If you're going to clean up Twitter, if you're going to clean up your uh, social network, Twitter, how about you clean up the whole goddamn thing? Don't just attack terrorism from radical Islamic uh, terrorist. How about you go after the fucking white supremacists who are pretty freaking dangerous as well? How about you go after that? Then you then you really, really impress me and you really impress others who are socially active, who are socially woke. Until then, 
I don't give a shit about it. All right. Let's get into some football, shall we? Let's talk about Colin Kaepernick's stance against America. Or what, uh, you know, one of the chats that I'm in, they calling him King Cap. And he deserves the moniker right now as far as what he is standing for and how and his rights and his right to not stand for the flag. Look, I remember coming up as a young man from my grandmother telling me that she used to tell her kids not to stand up for the flag during class because she felt that there was so much social injustice when it came to, you know, black people in this country. Now, she grew up in the 60s. So that fucking tension was you couldn't you couldn't cut that tension with a fucking knife. That's how thick it was. So she of all people understood the social injustice that was going on with people of color. Brown, black, whatever you want to call it. So this is something that I've heard before growing up. So when Colin Kaepernick did it and and, and explained very eloquently why he was doing it, of course, he got attacked because that's what we do in this country. We attack people far as their actions. We don't attack them on any other merits. Colin Kaepernick was very eloquent as far as explaining why he felt the need to not stand up for the flag. And he brought up very valid issues as far as cops being, you know, getting off the hook, getting paid leave. After they freaking gun down and murder people that are unarmed of color and, and, and getting off. And man, but let's be real, man. You know, we have to wake up, man. Look, first of all, we have to wake up here. The civil rights movement was in the 60s. It wasn't that long ago. So everybody who prances around and pretends like we live in this post-racial society are fucking dumb. Or they're fucking being very, very dis- disingenuous or trying to insult your intelligence. The fact of the matter is, a lot of those issues that we fought for in the 60s are still happening today. You know, you can't you can't mask everything. You can't mask everything because we can just pull up that veil and see the true uh, essence of what's happening in our culture today. And Colin Kaepernick in a very, very big position that he has, excuse the music because these people in my neighborhood are are fucking savages. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, uh, Colin Kaepernick is in a situation where he's going to make over $12 million this year. You know, he's paid, man. He's paid. He's already got his fuck you money. You know what we call fuck you money? It's that money. That's that kind of money that you get where you, you, you got all the money you need to just sit back and chill. So you can just do whatever the fuck you want. You know, Jay-Z got that type of money. Puff Daddy got that kind of money. Beyonce, Taylor Swift. Those are some of the names. Even Kanye West and Drake at this point. And, and, and um, uh, we can put LeBron and, you know, Carmelo, all of these guys. They all got that kind of money where they can just say, man, fuck what you think. I got enough money. You can't do nothing to me. And that's what Colin Kaepernick is right now. He's like, look, man, there's some things that I deeply, deeply, fundamentally disagree with uh, when it comes to standing up for the flag and supporting and honoring this country. When this country is oppressing 
people of color. You got Donald Trump talking about putting up a wall for Mexicans and and how Muslims is is shit. Basically, you got cops gunning down people of color. You got stopping frisk laws in New York that was allowed to happen for years, unconstitutionally, by the way, because a judge in the circuit of New York actually ruled against that stopping frisk law because it was unconstitutional because it targeted people of color. All of this stuff been happening for years, several years before Obama even got into office. And it still started to happen under his watch. Did he do anything about it? No. So Colin Kaepernick standing up for what he believes in is very, very, very good for the country because it allows us to have a discussion finally. Let's have a discussion. Let's not try to that's not try to. Uh, divert the attention away from the actual issue. This is what's happening in the media. You got former athletes, Uncle Toms, talking about, oh, well, you know, he should have did that. He should have standed up for the flag and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, that's cool that you actually have an opinion and you actually voice it, unlike Cam Newton. Don't let me get into Cam Newton. I'm going to save that for a later date. Um, It's cool you have an opinion and you voice it. We can disagree. We can agree to disagree. But your opinion doesn't really attack what the issue is and why he's doing what he's doing. And a lot of media outlets are diverting our attention away from that. They're trying to focus on the, the little small singular thing. Hey, Colin isn't standing up for the flag. Colin isn't standing up for the flag. So he's a bad person. He's a bad person. No, 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 no. Why isn't Colin standing up for the flag? That's what the media is so good at doing. They're good at telling you one thing and not telling you the meaning for that one thing. So hats off to Colin Kaepernick for standing up and doing what he's, you know, doing what he feels and doing what, uh, uh, you know, what he's impassioned about as far as standing up for his people, standing up for all people of oppressed uh, that are oppressed, you know, hats off to him. Right now he stands alone. There may be a couple guys around the league who are sitting down during the national anthem, but there aren't any major stars that are standing behind Colin right now, which is deplorable. The NFL is a fucking joke when it comes to real leaders standing up behind a cause. They're so fucking behind the NBA, it's laughable to me. But that's another story onto itself as well, because I really want to dig into the NFL's ass. But I'm going to use this on another time on Voice Junkie. Trust me. Now, I'm going to just uh, transition away from Colin Kaepernick and get right into um, so a lighter uh, topic far as um, a recent trade that just happened with the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm recording this on Sunday. So we just um, heard that uh, Sam Bradford of the Philadelphia Eagles or, or it's what I like to call him, Sam Brittle Bradford, like brittle, like the, you know, peanut butter brittle. That's what I call him. He's like peanut butter brittle. Like he, he's, he's tough on the surface, but he, he's so easy to break. So I call him Sam Brittle Bradford. Has just been traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you ask, what the hell did the Vikings give up for Sam Bradford, who's been injury prone, who's had two ACL tears, shoulder injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? These fuckers gave up a 2017 first round pick, a 2018 fourth round conditional pick. Now, that conditional pick can turn into a third round pick if, if the Minnesota Vikings make the NFC Championship, what's not going to happen? 
I mean, Sam Bradford's not going to bring you to the fucking NFC Championship. So let's just keep it at the fourth round. So they gave up a first rounder and a fourth rounder for Sam fucking Bradford. I mean, how stupid can you possibly be as an organization to do such a fucking mindless trade? It is unbelievable. I was reading some tweets from some of the guys, you know, some football analysts, like the train wingos, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I'm not going to read all those tweets, but it was just so comical to me because it was comical to them how Sam Bradford continuously gets overvalued. I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck Sam Bradford has done. I don't know. I don't know what favors he's done for these, you know, executives or the NFL brass. I don't know what the deal is with Sam Bradford, but this kid continuously gets overvalued. Whether it's his way over generous contracts, whether it's his trade. Like, remember what the Eagles gave up for him? They gave up something similar to what the Vikings just ought to, you know, just gave to him. Why? For what? I don't know. So basically, you're trading away. You you, you lost trading. Uh, you lost Teddy Bridgewater for the season. He tore his ACL, dislocated it. You know his the same knee, etc. etc. That was terrible. You know, but Teddy Bridgewater. Let's face it. You know his third or fourth year in the league. He's kind of injury prone. So you just lost your starting quarterback who is injury prone to get another quarterback who's historically injury prone and gave up the world for him. When you could have got Mark Sanchez, my Dallas Cowboys has picked up Mark Sanchez after the fucking Denver Broncos cut him. We got him for basically peanuts. Nothing. We didn't give away nothing because, you know, John Elway was trying to hustle his way out of the Mark Sanchez uh, acquisition by trying to offer him to us for a third-round pick. Steven and Jerry said, oh, hell no, uh, Mark Sanchez ain't worth no third-round pick. We, we, we cool. And what they do anyway, they cut him. And then we picked him up off the waiver wire. The, 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 the Vikings could have did the same thing. I mean, there's Michael Vick. Michael Vick's still available. Why not get Michael Vick? The guy perfectly fits your fucking, uh, your, your offense. Your offense is a run-first offense. You got Adrian Peterson in the backfield. If you put Mike Vick and Adrian Peterson in the backfield, even at his advanced age, and even, you know, Adrian's advanced age, you're going to get a lot of productivity. Yeah, Mike Vick doesn't have a high, historically high percentage far as, uh, uh, excuse me, completion percentage, but it's not too far off from Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater's uh, per, uh, completion percentage wasn't great either. So, you give me Michael Vick, you give me Adrian Peterson, I'm going to take my chances. But no, you didn't get Adrian Peterson. I mean, excuse me, you didn't get Michael Vick. You didn't get Mark Sanchez. Instead, you gave up an insane amount to get Sam Brittle Bradford. Oh, man, I can't wait for the season. I cannot wait for the season to unfold and see. Now, now, I'm interested to see Vikings game because I want to see how this disaster blows up in their face. But anyway, that's all we got for this week. This is all we got for episode four. I want to appreciate, I definitely want to thank anybody that's uh, listened to, you know, the first four episodes. Um, I did 
two of the last episodes on YouTube. So if you don't see it on the Patreon page, that's because I didn't get a chance to post those links on Patreon. But on to that subject, patreon.com slash the trendaholic with, you know, if you want to support the, the podcast, you want to throw us a quarter an episode, whatever the case may be, it definitely helps out. I definitely want to do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things down the road. But as always, you need the resources and you need the infrastructure to do a lot of those uh, cool things. But anyway, thanks for uh, tuning in. And until next time, you will definitely hear back from me in episode five. Peace out.